Oh, so great. Did you say you feel more hip? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> no, I tell you what, you explain that absolutely perfectly. That is, I was saying this to one of my clients today, actually, that, you know, when we're little, when we're little children, this is the thing, you know, we were little, we were little defenseless children. I say this over and over again. We're born too soon so that we can get out of the birth canal without killing our mothers. And then we're completely vulnerable and helpless for like three, four years uh, while our brain goes big. And, you know, that's the price we pay for having big brains and being humans. Uh, that we go through this period of being utterly helpless and overwhelmed by everything. And we need our caregivers to be there to uh, modulate and titrate our experiences. So it's like we can't deal with sadness, we can't deal with fear, we can't deal with abandonment. It, you know, if we were, and we would, if we were left, we would die. So we constantly need an, an adult other, a parent, a caregiver, to be with us to, it's okay, it's okay, I'll, I'll do the modulation and um, titration of your emotions. We can do it together. And then at a certain point around three, um, we're able to do it ourselves. And it takes uh, maybe till we're 93 to really master it, but you know, we have, we have the sort of basics in our back pocket. But we still have this notion that the mind is frightening, that our experience, our human body, it's frightening. It's like a hangover from those years when we were tiny, tiny tots. Because it was frightening back then. It was really like life and death. But it's as we get older, and particularly as we get you know, to teenage and utterly self-sufficient, the mind is not frightening. I mean, trauma, things that, that traumatize us, get kind of held in this childlike jelly. So they, if we stumble across them, then we're suddenly a child again, and then we can be overwhelmed. But the, the adult mind, you know, we can work with trauma. In some ways, it's the fear of going to trauma that makes it traumatic. It's the fact that we don't process it with our adult minds. We're stuck in a, in a regressed state around it. And so, I was saying to this client, you know, it could be that, you know, this whole thing, this whole myth in 20th century, 21st century thinking that, you know, the mind is like this big morass, and it's Freud's fault, really. <laughs> this big morass of, like, like under, undergrowth, like the, the unconscious is like this vast sort of, like, iceberg of danger and darkness, and if we step off the clear path, then we're going to fall into a great big grimpen of, like, doom, and like, get sucked down into the terrible... Um, you know, maybe that's just, just not true. Maybe it's just the Emperor's New Clothes. Maybe our mind is just very simple and is responding in the here and now to things and it doesn't need to be afraid of itself or indeed afraid of the world. Maybe that whole image of the mind as being frightening is, is just that. It's just an incorrect image. 
And so this, what you said is so beautiful, is that you know, it's as if like all these years you've been in this house where it says, don't go here, don't go there, don't stay up these staircases, don't go there, don't like, you know, you must stay in this room. And then one day someone comes in and like busts in, like opens all the doors, opens all the windows, knocks down all the signs, and, uh, and you realize that the whole house is beautiful and fine. And you didn't need to be afraid all these years. And in some ways, this is what meditation is doing. It's the, you know, the, the meditative exploration of the mind is a bit like that. It's like, you can't see this, I'm knocking on a wooden thing. Checking out the walls. Actually, is there anything in there? Is there anything frightening? Is there anything untoward? Or is it actually all manageable? Is it all something that I can dance with and improvise with? And like, okay, this is coming up, and yeah, this is sad, but like, maybe sad is beautiful. Or this is, this is a bit frightening, but you know, I'm an adult, I can deal with fright. Or maybe frightening is exciting. So we, we're working, you know, and Buddhism has the ultimate version of that, you know, that if you have a great big, massive, Rube Goldberg kind of Heath Robinson machine monster thing. If this is what your mind is, then you know you can spend twenty thousand pounds and fifteen years in therapy, like tweaking all the joints and rebuilding all the structures. But if you have this incredibly nimble, sharp, like little ninja mind that just responds on the spot and just like, yeah, this is new. I can work with this then that's going to be much more energy efficient and less cumbersome to drag around. And you know, Buddhism offers the ultimate in the sense that the, there is no mind, there is nothing. It's just ting, ting, ting. It's completely empty of any mechanism. It's just uh, happening here and now. So uh, what you said is absolutely beautiful. We're not afraid of our mind, we're not maltreating our mind because it's frightening or bad or naughty or unruly. But we're you know, in love with the mind and re recognizing the mind is very nimble and simple and open and free.